And um, let me hand it over to Ruben to introduce his team to us. And maybe just give us a little bit of a short thing. What is TMT? And then, and then you guys can also, you can testify a little bit about your time at, uh, at 412. So, uh, thank, first of all, I t- just want to say thank you for, uh, for having us. We are very grateful. My name is Ruben. Uh, I have the privilege of leading this team, uh, which is awesome. I have some awesome guys in my team, so I'll introduce them a bit later. Um, so just quickly about TMT. TMT is a training for life and ministry, and um, this is my second year in TMT, and I can truly say it, it completely changed my life. Just like a, a quick testimony, um, last year in March, um, so I've been, I, I got diagnosed with HHD when I was, when I was eight, and since I was, um, I think 10, I was on the high, one of the highest medications um, until last year, March, uh, because I couldn't concentrate. I, I really struggled to focus on work and to get things done, and my mind will go anywhere and everywhere. And um, in March last year, I got, got filled with the Spirit, and I felt the Lord say to me, um, I've set you free. I want you to throw away your medication. So I don't recommend anyone just throwing away your medication now, but this is what the Lord told me. And I was obedient in that moment, and I, I chucked it all away. And, um, and like literally a day later, I was reading my, my Bible, and I was struggling so much. And I said, God, where's your promise? You, you promised me to be set free from this thing, and now I can't concentrate. And later on, um, the evening, I was, in a, I was at one of the elders' house, and we were just worshiping God. And um, the Lord put the scripture on my heart in uh, Mark 1. Um, I went to it, or it was Mark 4, sorry, where Jesus was in the boat with his disciples. And then there's a scripture that says, Why are you doubt, you unbelievers? And I was like, Aish, God got in the heart. But from that moment, something changed in me. And since then, I've never again had problems with concentrating. Um, I've been completely set free from that thing. Um, yeah. And, and I, I study again, so I'm, I'm studying every day, and um, the, really the Lord's grace is upon my life just to, to, to do the things that God asked me to do, where I couldn't do before. So this is just one of the things that God did in my life. He did many Many other things. Um, maybe there's someone else that can just share a quick testimony of what God did in TMT. And then we can have you two guys to share on how God changed your life during serving in TMT. So maybe Esther, you can share. Hello, my name is Esther. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I also want to say we feel so welcome here. And I, yeah, it's so beautiful how you guys welcome us and... Um, yeah, receive us. And um, yeah, I also want to share a little bit on the spot about TMT. And, <laughs> but when I came to TMT, um, one of the lessons that really, um, yeah, that, um, yo, yeah, now where they're speaking of is about the fear, about fear. You can have so many fears, a fear of man, a fear of failing, fear of rejection. And I thought, no, fear of rejection, I, I don't have that. I thought, no. I, I'm never, I'm scared that people reject me. But actually, the Lord opened my eyes. That I actually, um, 
always act like people already reject, reject me. So I, I was also, because of that, not scared, because I already thought people had rejected me. So, but the Lord really opened my eyes for that and showed that that are lies from the enemy and lies in my head and lies where I built on all for years. But he really changed it in my head and in my mind. And yeah, I can really testify from it that I have so much more uh, friendships now and, and deeper relationships with people. Yeah. Uh, hello, guys. Uh, so my name is John. I'm from Mossel Bay. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you. Quick testimony from 412. So as my, some of you might know, we as Team T, we usually serve on 412. So I was on parking duty. And basically what that <laughs> incorporated was we had to stay outside to make sure cars park and everything a lot. Like most of the time. We missed most of the stations. And I remember for me, the biggest challenge was my parents was there. A lot of my friends from home was there. And being in Team T, I haven't seen them for quite a while. So I was like, yo, they're coming to 412. I actually really want to see them. But being on parking duty, it's like you need to be there quite a lot. So I was, I remember at the beginning, I was like, I really want to see my parents. So I was constantly with leadership, the guys in charge of like placing us around. I was like, yo, can I just get one lunch, one lunch to go sit with my parents, just eat with them and so on. But because of the schedule, we didn't get that like the first two days. And I remember getting to this point where I was like, I feel like I'm not doing anything when I'm there and everything. And I was trying to fight the whole time with leadership. I'm like... We're not doing anything. Come, let us just go. And then the Lord just came in. He's like, do you trust the leaders with their decisions, that they have your best intentions at heart? And then I got to that point of like, shucks. Even if they tell me to sit outside in the parking lot throughout each day, the whole time, and I never get to see my parents, will that be okay? And I was like, not lacquer, but sure, Lord, I'll do it. If, if that is what you want from me, I'll do it. And it was the next day with lunchtime, um, we was back in the parking lot and I remember uh, Uncle G that was like in charge of us he saw that there was no cars going in and out he was like okay guys I know you've been working hard I want to release you go have lunch go spend time with the people and everything and that was the only opportunity that I got to spend with my parents but just sitting there with my parents I was like thank you Lord for being faithful and actually giving me that opportunity to be with my parents and also the, the discussions we had was so fruitful because it was like I haven't seen them for I think five months basically so it was like I was really glad to actually be able to see them so you know Lord is faithful trust the leaders because leaders have your best intentions at heart so at the beginning I was fighting for it but then the Lord was like you're not the one supposed to be fighting and then he got leadership to actually fight for me and yeah that's my testimony Hello everyone, my name is Aiden. I'm, a... <laughs> I'm originally from Sunningdale in Cape Town. So I went to Sunningdale AM um, before TMT and then I moved to Brackenfall. So soon after TMT I'll be hoping to join the Durbanville congregation. Um, but yeah, I just want to share a testimony on serving at 412. It was my first time um, actually at a 412 conference, which was super cool. Um, just having to experience the, like, just to see the amount of believers, it's really like, it encourages me. And it, I remember there was a point during serving, actually, I was on security at a Christian conference, which is actually, it's funny. Um, <laughs> but uh, I really, it was amazing. Yeah, yeah, I do. I do monitor who's coming in if they're riff bands. Um, but actually, there was a point where, 
So I, I didn't really sit much in the sessions because I had to patrol around. Um, but there was a point where I sat down in one of the sessions and I, and I was all the way at the back and just looking. I remember there was a, there was a point where it, it was quiet. It was during worship and I just, I saw all the believers and I realized like, wow, I'm s- it's such a privilege, um, that I'm not running this race alone. That there's a huge cloud of witnesses next to me and beside me and we can run together. Um, and what was so beautiful about serving is, I was actually bummed out that I didn't get to join the sessions because this is my very first 412 conference. Um, but there was a point where I was just speaking to the Lord and while I was patrolling and I just felt like impressed in my heart. Like, hey, it's actually, it's better to, to serve um, than to receive in a sense. And I, I really, like, I got his heart of, for serving in that moment. And after that, I just had such a strong desire to actually love on my brothers and sisters in a way that I, I couldn't have before. It was like actually chatting with them and, and getting to know people. I, I can say I, I, I've, made, I've made many new relationships through 412. And actually the joy of serving, it's such a privilege to give back um, after all the Lord has given me. So yeah, I just want to encourage you guys next time when there's an opportunity to serve, like really go ahead and serve. It's, it's such a joy. You, you'll see that. You, you actually feel like you, you, you're giving more, and in that you, you, you feel a lot more blessed. Um, but yeah, I just want to encourage you guys. Lekker. Awesome. So I, I realize there's some other guys that awkwardly standing here, so I'll just quickly give them a chance to at least introduce themselves, and then yeah, I'll take it from there. You can say your name, where you're from, and... I think Jules, you have. Now you can, you can, you can do your favorite dance move that you did in Worcester. That you did in Worcester. You can do it. It's not gonna work well. But yeah, I'll tell a joke instead, a joke of mine. But yeah. Anyway, so just for good morning, everyone. I my name is Julian or Jules, as I'm more commonly called, and not yeah. And I am from Clarksdorp. Yeah. Wow, this is, goodness gracious, I did not expect that much. <laughs> Heaven's sake, wow, I'm flattered. But I, I, otherwise, yeah, so, yeah, so as for, yeah, so just to hit off with a joke, because of, I, I, am, I am just, yeah, I, I, can't, I, I couldn't dance to save my life, so... <laughs> Yeah, I, legit, I don't have the coordination, man. Like, I... I <laughs> never mind. But, yeah, so as for... I'll, I'll tell a joke instead, I, I believe. So, I... There was once a man, okay, he was walking up to his car one morning. And just, or, to, or at least only to find, there was a parking ticket on his windshield that said, parking fine. And he felt really good about himself. So... Uh, good morning, church. I'm an African because come on. I'm uh, Ivan, Ivan Crawford. I come oorspronkelijk from Bloemfontein af, Vrijstaat. Yeah, I think it's this. No, name in Wons van Donners.
Hallo allemaal, ik is Elri en ik is al mommes bij die af. Hallo, mijn naam is Mikaela en ik is oorspronkelijk van Georgia af. Ja. Ja, we're looking much forward to to spend the week with you guys together and to get to know all of you better. Ja, we're just so blessed to be here. So, ja. Um, super, awesome, thanks. Awesome. And Ruben, you're fr- originally from the Netherlands. And Esther, also the Netherlands. So they don't have a speech impediment. Uh, English and Afrikaans is not their first language. <laughs> Great. So, yeah. Guys, from, from our hearts, thank you so much for coming to Otsurin. They've come to bless the whole of Otsurin. So last night, they spent some time with our youth, and it was a really good time. We had a bride. Thanks, uh, Dirk, for your, for your lapa. And uh, they really had a good time uh, of worship, praying together, and just spending time some enjoying God actually together. So thanks for being here. They're also going to spend time with some of the schools locally. Um, because of COVID, they couldn't arrange things far ahead of time. So next year, um, we'll probably get into some of the high schools. But uh, with matric end exams, not going to get in in a month's notice. There's no way. But yeah, welcome. And thanks for coming. Then, um, Fricky, and Lian, you can so long and let's just hear some testimonies of, while you guys were sharing, TMT was sharing, like I thought of this. Uh, there's a scripture. What's that? What's the scripture? It's the sons of Korah. Huh? Can you find that? Better is one day. What? What's that? Psalm. Yeah, it's a psalm. But it's a, it's a psalm written by the sons of Korah. Yeah, better is one day in the, in the courts of the Lord than a thousand spent elsewhere. Now, that was written by the son of Korah that served in front, outside of the temple. That, was, that psalm was written by them. Better is one day in spending, serving at the doorway than, than a thousand elsewhere. So well done, guys. Well done for serving. Mora Amal. Het is meer voorrecht om hier te staan en te gaan voor 12 conference te praten. Het uh, is de eerste maal dat ik daar was. En dat was een mooie joyful. En ik denk allemaal wat daar was. Dat is joyful gevind. Want daar was allemaal zo in die joy geweest. Al die sprekers wat daar was. Elke keer net zo mooi gepraat. En voor ons die saaikje gesaai. Voor elke keer van ons wat ons kon naar iets toe vat. So in the joy of the worship, people. I have there stand and I have so many years worship, and I have stand and look how the people worship. It was awesome for me that the Lord has so in all the worked. And I will encourage everyone to go to And I will say thank you for the Lord for the foreseeing that He has given us that I can be. And the Lord is great. And, and, Die Heere is awesome. 
awesome, awesome. En our Father, ons sê dankie vir die joy wat ons daar kon gehad. En ek wil het vir Josh Jen van Oudhoorn sê, baie dankie vir jylle liefde en jylle joy wat jylle vir my en my leven gegeen. Amen. My name is Helene, for the one who knows My man is in Gauteng on the moment. Um, I'm going to tell you a little bit about what he has experienced. I'm also from Klerksdorp. That's <laughs> <Oorsprong. laughs> so, And Opa Frikkie. <laughs> so, um, yeah, first I can say from my man's side, from you who know him. Ons het gegaan en die Heere het op pad soon toe met hom begin werk. En op dag 1 was dit een van Abbas' feeste gewees. Weet, baie mense sê, dit is die Jewish feest, maar dit is Abbas' feeste. En het was die day of atonement, the day of repentance. En by die um, conferentie en in die sessies het ons wel ek en my man, en amal by voort 12, denk ek, soos die Heere gewerk het, um, repent. Um, my man het voorin toe gegaan, iets wat hy nooit sal doen nie, want trots is een groot ding wat die Heere gebreek het in sy leven, um, alhoewel daar nog treises van dit was, um, en die Heere werk nou nog met dit, um, elkeen van ons, ons sal nou by my deel kom, um, En hy het voorin toe gegaan vir 7 goeders, wat die Heere die dag op sy hart gesit het. Dit was oor een sessie van humility en die Apple Watch en al die dinge. <laughs> so, um, hy het voorin toe gegaan en hy het op sy knieën, of hy het gaan sit, soos, ek weet nie hoe hy gesit het nie, kon nie sien nie, het was te ver achter. Maar, um, Het is jammer, maar die geest van die Heere. Um, hy het langs sy ander ou gesit. Een swart oukie met sy gedreds. En hy het net my man so gekyk en hy het vir hom so geknik. My man doen het beter as ek, want hy die attitude. <laughs> um, en André het net so vir hom gekyk en vir hom teruggeknik asof hulle al twee in die geest geweet het, ons moet hier wees. En hulle het begin bid, en had een man handen op hom gelee, wat hy van geen kant af ken nie. Um, die persoon, net om vir julle te sê, dat die Heere ontmoet jou in een kraad. Um, Dit is nie een hype nie. Um, Die Heere ken jou hart, en as jou hart oop is, en jy is humble genoeg om om toe te laat, dan sal hy jou aanraak. En dit het hy vir my man gedoen die dag. Die persoon wat vir hom gebid het, het al sewe goed wat my man voor en toe gevat het, een vir een begin opnoem, geaproed, gerebuk en uitgedruif. So die Heere het in die koord gebed, in die corporate ding, het hy deliverance kom bring, healing kom bring, um, nie 
lang counseling sessie of niks nie, maar Abba het supernatural gekom en, en kom, dis my mans story. Um, ek weet, hy sou dit graag selwe vertel het, maar, um, ja, FOMO, eisen gaat denk. <laughs> um, vir my was dit, toe ons in oudsworing gekom het, um, van waar ek kom in ministry, wat die Heere my geleid het, het ek met spiritual pride uitsoring toegekom. Um, blom met my, ek het Blom ontmoet um, op een uitreik Mozambique toe, so sy ken bykie van my. Um, sy het vir my toos in uitsoring kom gesê om hierna toe te kom. Ek weet, ek praat ook nou bykie langer as wat ek moet. Um, en ons het gekom en toe ons hier klaar is, toe dog ek, ach, jere rechtig, dis so dood, van wat ek gewoond is, en ek bedoel het nie lelik nie, maar dit is, die worship by 412, is wat ek van hou, en dis nie net vir die youth nie, dit is vir amal, um, en moet nie dat die, dat die klippe uitskree, en dat ons nie dit doen. Ons sit betek hier so, en ons wil nie ons hande lig nie, want mense gaan goed dink van ons. Maar ja, ek het my trots gekom hier net. En ek kan aanblief vandag kom, sê ek het repent. Alle paar keer teen oor Davie en Liesel. Want ek wou nie submit nie. Ons wou nie voor 12 toe gaan nie, dis eindelijk die aanleiding na die story toe. So, toe hulle, voor 12 wat verteer het, ek en my man gesê, we don't need to go. Dit gaan net, as het is soos wat het hier was vir my die eerste keer, hoekom moet ek na a gathering toe gaan, van dit. En die vormpies en goed is op die phone uitgestuur, en ek het net gestuur, jammer, ons is nie hier nie, en ek het gejok. Um, en ons is een sondag hier in kerk gewees, en die En die Heere het die klip gewaas van, ek sê dit altyd verkeerd om, Isle of Man, ek sê altyd Man. <laughs> um, en ek het begin huil terwijl ek dit kyk, en ek het geweerd as die Heere wat my kon wekt, ons moet gaan. Toe die dienst klaas het my man ook gesê, ons moet gaan, so die Heere het ons al twee kon wekt, net dier die videoklip. Ehm, um, Ons het nie mooi geweet hoe ons gaan nie, maar Abba het voorsien in, in die kaarkies, in die hosting, in alles. En op die dag het ek net besef dat die Heere my kom wees het, want my kop was gemik op dit wat ek ingewoond was, die ministry wat ek van kom, het jy gedink is die ultimate. En um, dit was net een stikkie van die puzzle wat die Heere my mee voorbereid het. So die Heere het my daai dag ontmoet by voor 12 in elke sessie in humility om jouself te humble. Soos Davie gesê het, soos wat hulle gesê het, soek die ander en op die voet, doe nie jouself nie. Um, so die Heere het my net kom, en ek is nie, baie mense sê my, jy is nie een trotse mens nie. Ek is nie, maar ek het spiritual pride gehad. Ek was prideful in wat die Heere my geleer het en ek moes repent so, ja, hy het my stil gemaakt hierdie jaar, letterlik en figuurlik my been gebreek. Um, 
Ek het gevra wat het ek verkeerd gedoen dat my been gebreek het. En hy het my Psalm 51 gegeen en gesê, The bones will rejoice which I have broken. En dit was my antwoord. So ek wil net sê in die crowd, my kind het ons terugrui, by die kinderkerk was awesome, jy kan jou kinders toevertrouw, want dit is vir my belangrik waar my kind is, want ek het een belangrike journey met daar gestap vir 7 jaar. En toe ons terugrui toe, was sy flauw, en die saterdag toe sê sy, ek dink, Jesus het my gezap die week. So, die kinderbediening was net awesome gewees, ek is dankbaar daarvoor, en ek het die worship, was vir my awesome gewees. Thanks. Yeah, Andre and Eileen Carlitz was hosted by Andre Carlitz in Malpus. So there was just to cause confusion. We had Andre Carlitz staying with Andre Carlitz. <laughs> How awesome is that? Just God preparing the way. Must I let the kids go? Do the kids want to go? Or do they want to stay and hear more? Do you want to go to kids' church? You want to? You serious? You want to leave us? Okay, we can let the kids' church go. Sorry, guys. <laughs> TMT is going to help with the kids' church today. So they, they're ready for them. So the kids can go to kids' church. Dirk also does kids' church, so that, that's how he knows. Send them now. Potgieters. Yeah, you want to go? Ja, um, ek, wil, ek wil eindelijk om begin, ek um, betuig mense, ek dink sit hier so en dink, ach, na verlede zondag, seker, ach, gaan ons nou weer oor, oor voor 12 praat. Misschien, wat jy was nou misschien nie daar nie in die hele ervaring van dit, but um, I want to honor you guys, I think it, it comes a few months now that it's been announced and and advertised and stuff and, and I think there's a lot of spiritual fathers here that, and people that yeah, starts praying into this Seki, I know you you and uh, Manu is, is one of them and you um, deal from the whole process from for 12 years the prayers and I think this right where Josh Jean was the fall of Daar is een battle om te beklui, want, want die, die Satan het ook geweer daar is een voor 12 kom, coming. En uh, ja, in die, in die journey wat, wat die mense wat die daar was, die saam met ons gestap het, en, en we gonna try to be there every, every year, maar dit is nie moendlik nie. Allemaal kan nie daar bezig het werken en, en, en so, en, maar um, ja, ek wil net die mense onder, en, en wat ingetreed en, en so, en, en Wat vir my baie um, toevallig uh, opgevallen daar is, um, Andrew wat, die, wat Georgine begin het, is uh, toe ek by, by Mandy begin uh, keir het, was, het ek hom ontmoet, hy, Georgine in een gemeente, gemeente gelei, en, en ek is een Andrew fan, maar, maar ek is een fan omdat hy een fan van Jesus is. Dus, dit, dus hoekom ek weet, ek kan hom volg, um, I can take his example, en ek kan weet waar jy in hy stap, en ons kan achter hom aanstap. 
En uh, maar die groot een van my was was die uh, wat wat hy die tweede hy die tweede sessie gedoen wat hy gesê het maar die unity van God en en hoe die eenheid uh, is waarmee hulle werk en die in die hart van God toe 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 hulle uit die tuinheid moest vat. Ehm um, dit dit was 'n pa een deel van hulle wat wat saam uit die tuinheid gestap het want hulle het gesê die mens is gemaakt uh, according to his image according to God's image and now we must let that go maar, maar die, wat wonderlijke was dat hy uit reeds een plan gehad toe reeds het, het was haar plan B in the beginning and, and then and Jesus was his plan and the spirit was always showing to Jesus and, and, and when he comes to the to the cross um God humbled himself to, to show the people Jesus. And, and, and Jesus shows the people God. And, and that, just that whole unity. And, and, and ons kon het sien in die, in die hele voor, voor 12, die, die unity wat daar among the, onder die mense was. Sorry vir die Afrikaans Engels, maar ek kan dit nie beter uitdrink sekere woorde nie. Um, ja, dit net die, die geestelike eenheid wat daar was. En dit het so Jesus en die geest en, en God weerspiel en um, ja, so dit is wat ons wat ons kan volg en kan navolg en um, wat ek daar vanaf gebring het ja. Morgen, morgen, morgen ek moet net begin, toe Davie nou begin het om te sê, it's not strange, it's taking the kids out, hy het ons aan hulle voorgestel toe denk ek aan hulle klein grapje, is Piet strijd om hulle hier? en hulle sê nie, maar Piet, Piet en de lijn strijd om vir die van julle wat hulle, wat hulle ken Nina en Nika saamgebore many years ago, is ons al deel van River of Life en to Josh Jane, maar sy sienkie Ron, so ek ken hulle toe al hulle julle lewe, en sy jongste sienkie Ron, ons is een dag by hem netbalwedstrijd, en hy was so miskien vier of vijf jaar oud, en soos ek sê, ek ken hom van sy geboorte, en ek weet waar hy blij, en ek weet wat sy naam is, en ek deel stokkie lekkers vir die netbalspelers uit, en ek het die laaste ene in my mond, en Ron kom na my toe, en hy sê, pan die man nie nog een lekkerkie, Ek sê, Ron, ek het net die een. Hy sê, sê eers waar ek bly. Ek sê, jy vind die lekker uit my mond, dat jy weet wie ek is, as een maat vir hom geleer is, iemand die weet waar jy bly nie, of wat jy nie is, weet jy nie. <laughs> Meldelstraat, Ron, wil jy die stokkie lekker hee, of nie? <laughs> so, dit is net om te sê, ja, Forrest Kamp. So, my story hierdie jaar, ek voel ook soos Dirk voel. It's, it's, um, ja, dit is een familie wat gegaan het, dit is allemaal van ons van, van julle het betaal vir mens om te gaan, want julle kon nie gaan nie, betaal het gebid, it's just been an amazing journey, but when we prayed in this hall a couple of weeks before 4.12, and Darby said one of the points on our agenda must be pray for the meeting, that day in my Unlocking the Bible book by David Pawson, he wrote a, um, a piece about when the king comes in, there's order, en, en ek het net dit gebid vir 4.12, ek sê, God, if you there, then the order will be there, and I feel he restored so much. In day one, they spoke on um, gender order, being a man, being a woman, order in marriage, order in authority, order in... And, and it's amazing when the king's there, because then we all the same. Nobody's fighting for position. Nobody's fighting for the limelight, because the king's here. And it was, that was for me, that was for me verschrikkelijk special. And the volgende thing that my gebreken the hele three days, is I got saved in Josh Jane about 23 years ago. And there was one congregation that Andrew led about this size in Bloberg. 
En, en, het, en ek sê daar jylle eerste dag, dit voel of ek my oor geknip het, en toe ek my oor oopmaak, toe staan my kinders voor. We were the young lot. We were the unmarried, dancing in front in worship. En, en toe maak ek net so, en toe is my kinders daar voor, en I was so humbled, the whole week, on all ons kinders, al ons kinders, Dovi en Liesel, Andrew, maar, soos jy kyk, maak die ouwe fijn, um, dit was net so humbling, soos oom Will altyd gesê, just keep on, keeping on, keep on, en as jy weer kyk, dan staan jou kinders voor en worship en spring op en af, um, nog het ding wat vir my uitgestaan het, is Pieter, wat die kerk leie in die Nederlands, hy het, hy het voor en toe gekom, daar was acht sessies, en hy het net begin met guys, die heren doen een mooi werk in, in, in the Netherlands through the congregation and through his ministry or whatever and he said guys can I, can I ask you a big favor people come up to me and say are you Peter from the Netherlands are you Peter are you? and he says guys it's feeding something in me that's not godly <laughs> because I, I, I can't do anything on my own please rather come to me and say what is, what is Jesus doing in the Netherlands and fun too if we live outside of town so every time I come into Oats and I say Jesus what are you doing in Oats Jesus, what, not what am I doing, what's Darby doing, what are, Jesus, what are you doing at Oats and I want to be a part of that. And, and, it, and it, keeps us, it keeps us humble. So it was so bitter, dankbaar, allemaal daar gesien, maak die ouwe vijf, wat River of Life geplant het, wat volgende naweek in Oatsvoering is, waarvan Jandre sy ouwe man, ouwe pa, een van ons eerste members was. So Jandre, jou, jou, jou legacy kom hulle eentje aan. It's, it was just so humbling to be part of something that's bigger than you and your family and your little church in your little town. It was just humbling to be a part of something yeah, bigger. Thanks. So, so Mandy spoke about, um, what's his name, uh, David Borson in Osenburg. Why are you getting another one? Oh, for a gift. Ordered another one for a gift. Um, but she spoke about David Pawson. Years ago, David Pawson came and spoke at a conference at Just Jen. And one of the sessions he did was on um, revival across the world. And all the different revivals that had happened during the world was the saddest thing I've ever heard. Because it stopped. <laughs> really, the saddest thing. Um, the revival stopped. Every single revival that he spoke about stopped. It, it lasted one generation. I know he was trying to encourage all of us about how revival can happen. And he's talking about it normally started in the youth, not in the church, at the youth meeting. Like all of the revivals, it started with kids praying. And then it lasted one generation. And it ended with an eight-year-old that survived until she was 80 and she was still praying in tongues and the world had gone cold again and you, you can look at all, this, all of the records and it's, it's always started and stopped and it's almost like people have accepted that but we don't have to like our kids are worshipping God like we started our kids are worshipping God and your kids can worship God and we can like if that's revival then I don't want revival I just want consistently serving God with everything that we've got. And if somebody wants to call it revival, they can. But I don't want something that'll stop. And I don't know about you, I don't think God wants something. It's not his plan and his purpose. His, his plan is a multi-generational plan. I want to bless the, your kids into the thousands 
generation. We haven't even had a thousand generations on earth yet. And God's going, I'll go for a thousand. What are you in for? And uh, for me, that's the, the thing. It's like, this thing must go on and on and grow and not have a name. 412, Josh Jean, whatever, you know? It's not in a name. It's do we glorify God's name? And is it better and bigger in the next generation? Will you guys run farther and farther and faster and further than we ever did? But we're not going to slow down, guys, for them to catch up. They're going to have to have to run faster. And that's the thing. is like we, we've got to lay the challenge down well. Like in a relay race, the first three guys must be right. Normally they put like the 100... 100 meter champion of the world in the last 100 meters. That's what America normally does. And they've got Hussein Bolt doing the last 100 meters. But you know what? He can't win the, the relay race on the last 100 meters. If he's far enough behind, the slowest guy in the world will beat him. And that's it. It's like if we want to take the kingdom where it should go to glorify God as much as he should be glorified, we're going to have to run faster than anybody else faster than our own pace, so that when we hand the baton to them, they can go further than what we've gone. Uh, sorry, get carried away here. <laughs> uh, uh, yes, Simon, do you want to? I didn't prep you. Yes, yeah, please. I hate public speaking a lot, and luckily for me, I'm wearing new contacts. So um, if I can't see you, maybe you can't see me. (laughs) And I was sitting at the back, and I thought, oh, I don't know if I want to share, but God really urged me on to come and share this morning. Firstly, I want to say about our kids. Corrie said to Darby on the last day, she said, I stuck my hand up again to give my heart to the Lord. But I want to Darby, that Jesus is and um, <clears throat> I was at a 40th this week and I said to my friend, why can't we all be that humble? And just, I just want to make sure that I'm in God's kingdom, that I'm his. And like I said to Corey, you hear the Lord's voice. You've been baptized. You're okay. <laughs> but yeah, um, humility was like a big theme for me throughout the whole conference. So I'm going to read what I wrote. It took me like an hour to write down all the testimonies and all the things that the Lord did in my heart. Because he really did a big work in me. And I'm so grateful that I went. So excuse me for reading it, but then at least I'm eloquent for the Lord. Um, I went to 412 with a spiritually dull and expectant, but expectant heart. Over the last season, my heart had become miff and anxious and I had lost perspective on who God had created me to be. Sunday before 412, I brought a word in Edgemead PM. I hadn't done that in a very long time. And I remember he's obedient girl with a humble heart was who really only aimed to please her father the word touched a girl who had been meditating on exactly that scripture i shared all week and had received exactly that picture that i shared and i got to pray for her and i felt encouraged by this um, that god had not forgotten about me that i was still his and i could still be usable i went to 412 expectant and i spoke to god and i pressed in At some point, I said to the Lord, I will worship with everything that is inside of me until you show up, until you change me and my miff heart. I didn't even know that I was miff, but I knew that something wasn't right in my heart. Um, 
and I pressed in. Worship in the mosh pit was amazing. Het is nie net die youth wat kan mosh pit, toe gaan nie oom, jy het net een jonger maaikie, elf jaar jonger is jy nodig om te sê, kom ons moet gaan. <laughs> and um, the worship was amazing, it was me and him. It was only me and my audience of one. And my restoration had started right there. Every preach broke and chiseled away at my heart of stone. A friend commented that God made 412 possible just for me. Like every preach built on to the next preach. And um, our personal beautiful God, he showed up. And I'm sure many people can attest to God just being so personal in 412. And touching them exactly like Eileen shared with Andre. I had exactly that experience. My personal God showed up. And I will feel ever changed. So I can just encourage anybody and everybody. Run when ticket sales open up. And be expectant. I'm so expectant for God to show up. If even God only changed that. For me to get up on a Sunday morning. And just be expectant to come and meet with our beautiful Jesus. So, David for me gefragt with 45 minutes to prepare. Sorry, but I can't so out of the face. Anja will first say something. This was for me very wonderful. It was just hard changing. And it was very wonderful. Simon, I will always say, but you must say something Right, so uh, when Davi asked me to share yesterday about the conference, uh, I didn't really know where to start because uh, you can imagine to worship with three and, a, three and a half thousand other saints is incredible. Uh, not just that, but every sermon that was preached was life-changing. But what stood out for me was the one preached by Brad Verain of Oxygen Life about running the race. And uh, he challenged us, but he challenged me to keep on running the race well. And we've heard it a thousand times about running our race. And, but that really challenged me again because he said, why did Jesus die on a cross? He died so that I could be saved. So why then have I been saved? Uh, definitely not to do nothing. He actually said definitely not to sleep. But to run the race well and to end and to get to heaven and God to say, well done my good and faithful servant. So, yeah, I was not safe to sleep and do nothing. And I still need to run the race and I need to run the race strong. So are you running your race strong? That's the question I've got for us this morning. Or is life getting in the way of your race? He also challenged us on the matter of the cost of our faith. Is our faith costing us something? If not, then there might be a problem. So on the matter of costing, uh, I must confess it did cost us something to go to this conference. Not only in money, but also in time and in effort. Uh, So why do we go to this conference every year? Uh, somebody asked me this week, were you at the conference? Were there international speakers? 
I was like, mm, yeah. <laughs> it's not what it's about. It's not why we go to the conference. Uh, we go because God is speaking to us. That's why we go. And uh, when Andrew started with the first preach, I knew that God was going to speak with us. Uh, we didn't go to listen to Andrew or to the international speakers. We went to the conference to listen what God has to say to his church. Every word that is spoken, every prophetic word that was shared was a word from God to us. To us as a church, to in the season that we are right now. That is what gebeurt al. That was what was spoken to us in that conference. And as the conference went on, preach after preach, God just highlighted things in my life that I had to look at. Elke preach. There wasn't a preach that was not something that I could take out of. Um, it wasn't easy hearing the stuff that was preached. Um, because it was, a, it was, much of it was said was God's sword cutting away stuff that's not so, not, not such a great part of my life. So there's a lot of things that are not so was Was what was said challenging? Most definitely. Was what was said building my faith? hundred percent, thousand percent, yes. So, um, we can stand here today and I can tell you how great the conference was, but we actually want to ask you to join us next year. To go and hear what God wants to say to us. Because we are better together. Hello, Jelle. Team Streepies, where's Waldo? Wally. Yeah, sorry. It was not intentional that me and my wife wore the same shirt this morning, I promise you. But it is easier for the meeting somebody for the first time saying, my wife is the one that wears exactly the same shirt. <laughs> my name is Bernard. I asked Darby to just quickly come and share something. As you were sharing, Thomas, about a friend asking if there's an international speaker. There was one. His name is Jesus. He speaks in all nations. And, uh, and he was very much present there. Okay, so just quickly to share something. That the Lord really, really cut me really deep. Uh, and that was from Ryan's preach, I think. So it wasn't the main point of Ryan's preach. But it was something that he said, just a point he made, and then he moved on. And he said that he had learned to give the most accurate representation of the truth when he speaks. Because the Lord had uh, him, uh, reminded him of, uh, on a number of occasions where he had to go back and repent when he didn't give an accurate representation of the truth. And that is something that really just stuck with me. Um, and it caught my heart, and he, he gave some examples, and I immediately had some examples in my own heart where um, 
you, know, you either put a little sterky by a story to make you look cooler. I mean, who hasn't done that? I'm not going to ask you to put up your hand. Um, or to put a little sterky to a story to make it sound worse. You know, you know what happened to me. I almost died. Did you really almost die? I don't think so. I mean, we, we don't regularly almost die. But you do add that to a story to make it sound just a little bit you know, worse. So that you get a response from people. And what happens is people will respond the way you want them to respond because they love you. So if you say something is bad, they will get drawn into your lie and they will go, wow, I'm so sorry to hear that. That is so bad what happened. And then you feel better because that's the response you wanted. Isn't that true? And that works both ways. So you draw people into your lie. And I got so convicted when the Lord said, you need to be the aroma of Christ to people. So if you draw people into lies, then that's not the case. Then you are not being the aroma of Christ everywhere you go and in every situation. So I got convicted of this. And two days later, we went to have dinner with Simon's brother and his wife. And I was telling a story, and without realizing it, I added a stergi. But I didn't know. I didn't realize it. Because it's just a, you know, it's what we do. It's a figure of speech. You know, you just add a little stergi, make a story sound a bit worse. And six o'clock the next morning, the Lord woke me up. And he said... You added a sterky, and I convicted you two days ago, and you did not listen. And it was such a stupid little thing that I did, and it really didn't actually make a difference to any of the facts in the story. But I lied. I said something that wasn't quite true, and I made it sound worse than it actually was. And the Lord said, you have to go and repent. Well, thank you, Jesus. They were family, and they understood <laughs> And they were also at the conference. So when I told them that was my conviction and that the Lord asked me to, uh, to repent, I mean, they totally got it. Um, and they accepted my repentance. But um, yeah, it would have been way worse if it wasn't the case and if the other person didn't have any of the, the, um, the context. And I just went up to them and I said, I'm so sorry. I lied to you in your face. So luckily they were there and they got it. Um, and I had to repent. Yes, and I felt so bad. And the Lord said, it's because you are not giving an accurate representation of the facts. And you are drawing people into your lies. Um, even if it's so small. So, just a challenge to all of you. Is be so careful in what you say. Be so careful in how you tell a story. Even a small story. Even if nobody will ever know that you lied. Nobody will know if I tell a story when I was four years old. I don't know. I didn't have a story when I was four years old. But um, if I tell a story when I was four years old and I fell out of a tree, but that tree was so high, I broke nine branches on the way down, and I almost died. You'll all just say, shame. And nobody will be able to prove me right or wrong. But it was a lie. That was my conviction. Yeah.
Yeah, one of the other guys that spoke was Ewan McRae at the conference, and like I heard the I heard the guys from TMT verbatim repeat one of the stories that Ewan was telling. Uh, the worship guys, you can come up. It's all like the band, and um, and the rest is like, um, <laughs> it's like, are you ready? Like he's ready. It's like Marke Gereet. That's how we start worship at the conference. Marke Gereet. And then we give Andrew a head start to get to the front. And then we go, go. And then I go, no, not yet. You and McRae. You and McRae spoke and he told a story. And he's an excellent storyteller. And I'm, I won't tell the whole story, but he told this incredible story. And at the end he went, and every word that I told you just now, was absolutely 100% true. <laughs> but I think what, what we started with today was that God wants what? He wants 100% of us each. He, not just of Bernard. Not just of everybody that spoke. And and yes, Jesus was there, but God is after 100% of our hearts and our lives. And that is really what we need to live for. And what Thomas said is, you know what, we weren't saved so that we can go to heaven. <laughs> yes, we will. It's a result of being saved. But we were saved so that we can glorify God's name. So we can bring honor to the King. That's why we were saved. That's our duty. That's not our duty. It's our purpose is, is to bring honor to God. And that's where true happiness lies. I haven't asked you guys to share. Do you want to share? You're good. <laughs> I asked them and I prepped them, but it's gone on. <laughs> and, uh, and that's it this morning for me. And then in, in the week... And in the months that are following, until we can go to the next conference. You know what? That international speaker, Jesus, is available to us every single day to speak into our lives. He's available now. We can come and glorify him now and worship him now together. And much more than that, tomorrow morning, when we go on with what we would call our normal lives, is that normal life being changed by Jesus? Is it there to glorify Jesus? Every single... Do we wake up in the morning? And you can say, oh, it's easy. You work for the church, you know? So that's my job. It's not my job to glorify God. It's my purpose. It's, nice. all, it's everyone's purpose. My job, actually, is... As, as the elder, my job description is to God... The, the doctrine that comes into us that's my job description to pray for us that's my job description but as a saint my purpose like every single one of you is to actually bring glory to God's name and to disciple others into that to seek and find the lost tell them about this and it's incredible if we have a moment that we can share with people and say, you should have been there. You should have been there. What does that cause? 
It's not, you should have been there. Your seat was open. And you were missed, you know. You didn't come. We took roll call and you weren't there. It's not the kingdom. God, when he arrives, then we can truly say, guys, you missed. You missed out big time. And may our services together, may our time spent together as saints in the morning be such times that when we go out and we go, where was that person? And you go, I have to tell them because they missed. They missed an encounter with the living God. So I think it's worship God with song and dance and running. And you can come to the front. <laughs>